welcome to Just Us and God. This is Ellen speaking and I believe that I have quite an exciting message today. It's the first in a short series of prophetic teachings that address the context of some newly emerged ministries within the broader context of the body of Christ. Um, In the description for this podcast, I'll leave a link to the video that I'm going to mention and um, the references for some of the scriptures which I'll mention but won't actually read through. In January of this year, 2020, I shared a video on YouTube which was called Building in the Kingdom and if you think this word is for you, I strongly encourage you to check it out. In that video, I was sharing the Lord's heart and he's been telling me, he was telling me that there were going to be a lot of small ministries um, starting to emerge and he was really emphasizing how important it was that those ministries were built on a foundation of integrity with Jesus as the bedrock and the cornerstone and that video explores what building a ministry on that foundation would look like. Now the Lord also shared that the reason why he was so focused on the integrity of these ministries was that over time he was going to grow those ministries that were going to begin to connect with one another and individuals would connect with one another and then he would start building on top of those ministries and he shared an image with me as to illustrate his point of a tall thin tower and if there's uh, an imperfection in the foundation of that tower of course as it builds higher and higher it's going to become obvious that there was an imperfection in the foundation and he's he's guiding us now as we do develop our ministries to to ensure that 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 doesn't become a problem and I do believe that we've reached the point where the Lord wants those these new ministries which a lot of them are based online for obvious reasons to start to grow in a developmental sense so for a lot of these ministries they've been growing some have been fluctuating for the but for the most part um, we have new internet-based ministers or leaders often prophetic teachers who have suddenly found themselves that over the last year their um, following has increased and they're now responsible to a large degree for the spiritual development and well-being of a large, a, a good numbered flock. And so, so in some of these ministries there's been perhaps a temptation to measure the growth of the ministry according to how many subscriptions or how many likes we get or how many people are watching the videos but the Lord is asking us to um, kind of recalibrate our mindset and to recognize that the growth of a ministry has a lot more to do with the development of the personal character and the spiritual understanding of the the people who um, are part of those ministries and obviously that is the whole intention of the ministries Um, but the Lord the Lord uh, has a little to say about how those ministries might develop I think it's also a really good time for us to be revisiting 
what our vision was and what um, the Lord spoke to us each as individuals around the time that we first began to establish those ministries before we even had any kind of followings and um, so I encourage you to do that. Now in order to bring this teaching to my attention the Lord used the scripture uh, from the book of Exodus uh, chapter 18 and it starts pretty much in the middle of verse 13 and continues to roughly verse 25. The context of this scripture is that Moses and the Israelites are in the wilderness. They've had the water coming out of the rock. They've had the victory over Amalek. And Moses' father-in-law has just come out to meet Moses with Moses' wife and boys who Moses had sent to to stay with his father-in-law. And Moses had told his father-in-law Jethro about all the wonderful things that the Lord has done for the Israelites. And on hearing this, Jethro had acknowledged the Lord as greater than all other gods. Now this is significant because the bulk of this scripture revolves around advice that Jethro has given to Moses and there's some contention about that um, amongst Christians who look into it. Um, But I personally am confident that the Lord is using this scripture as a very clear message and guidance and a bit of a template for those people who have established new ministries recently and who he is now asking to take it to the next level in a way that may be challenging for some of us but he's he's wanting to give us some input and guidance now i say us but you'll actually find depending on when you listen to this that i don't have a following so i consider that i have a ministry because i'm faithful to to the lord to what he asks me to do but I don't think many people would consider it a ministry at this point. So um, some more of the context regards that scripture is um, the fact that the Israelites at that point had spent generations in slavery um, under Egypt and so they were not used to governing themselves um, as a body. and. Moses, on the other hand, had had experience because he was raised in Pharaoh's house, so he knew about governance. And he, of course, also came from a position of close intimacy with the Lord God. And so we start the scripture as it describes the situation that he suddenly found himself in. And I think that many of the um, leaders of the new ministries will be able to relate to Moses' situation. From the New King James, it reads like this. Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge, while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. 
Listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. So there are two things initially that really stand out for me and one of them is where he describes the people that Moses needs to enlist to support him, to help him out, as trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. That gives some pretty clear boundaries around the sort of character that these people need to have. And I do believe that that standard is the same standard that the Lord is asking you to look for when you're looking for people to support you in your ministries. The other thing that really stands out to me is the two different outcomes that Moses' father-in-law is identifying here. On the one hand, he's saying that Moses and the people, so and the people that he thinks he's serving by doing this, are going to burn out. And on the other hand, he's saying that these people will go home satisfied. So I also want to note that this is an Old Testament scripture. And so in Moses' time, the people didn't have the benefit of each having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which we have if we believe on Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit ministers to us and teaches us what is right and wrong and helps us to discern between truth and lies and that sort of thing. And I do intend to share some more teachings on that because... It's very important for us in, in, in aid of having a successful Christian walk to understand the purpose of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and how we can work with him actively and collaboratively. Now, if we look back at the physical setup that is described in that scripture with Moses alone and the people gathered around him, it's very clear that it's a very rudimentary structure. There's no sense of network and we can see that there is no collaboration and no delegation. It's just your one person ministering to everybody else. And something that really concerns me about that is that you have one active person who's going to fill up from God all the time and bringing it back to the people, but everyone else is very passive and also they're missing out on that direct connection with the Lord. So that relates again to what I've just said about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Um, Moses seems to have all the authority in that situation and to be doing all of the work. He's working from the morning till the evening and again I suspect that there'll be people who can relate to that situation and as Moses' father-in-law I imagine that Jethro was quite concerned about the impact that that might be having on Moses' wife and sons. It might feel like you're alone when you're in that position, but just like the prophet Elijah, you really aren't. 
When God sets a task before us, he also calls and equips the people so that the job can be done. I really encourage you to read Exodus chapter 35, particularly if you do have a ministry that's in your care. It has some awesome insights into what God does when he is in charge of calling the people together to get a task finished. I think it's important that we reflect on the fact that the way that we lead can either empower or disempower other people. And a simple way of thinking about that is the analogy of the difference between giving a man a fish or teaching him how to catch one for himself. And I really think that God's plan is that we can teach others how to fish and then they in turn can teach more people. And we can see that that's a principle of multiplication. Now for me that's a clear analogy to the difference between listening prophetically for other people time and time again where there's a risk of them building a dependency on us or teaching them to listen for themselves. And teaching people to listen for themselves is something that's close to my heart and again something that I'd like to address in future podcasts. So I do encourage you to subscribe if you're interested. Now, Jethro affirmed that it was important for Moses to continue in what he was doing, representing the people before God and bringing issues to God and helping people to negotiate those issues in a godly way and teaching the people God's instructions and God's ways. Um, I do believe that God is affirming that this is for us to do and to continue to do. But I also wonder if he's suggesting that we perhaps need to do it a little more explicitly the vision I have perhaps is the difference between walking down the path with a child with a meter and a half between you and them and um, walking down the path holding hands with them I know that some people don't need this level of assistance I believe that God may be showing us that we do have sheep in our flocks who need a little more explicit instruction and guidance and um, demonstration Um, the phrase learning by doing comes to mind there will probably also be weeds amongst the weeds so we need to be um, aware that and and taking steps so that that doesn't um, doesn't impede the progress of the ministry I suppose Um, now in the scripture Jethro says to Moses to select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide themselves. This shows that the people that Moses is to enlist are going to have varying levels of responsibility. And it's also interesting to note that in the miracle of the loaves and fishes, you could read in Mark chapter 6, there's a very similar structure to the ministry. So I believe what the Lord has done is through his parables and his lived experiences, he's offered us two different versions of the same structure and he's asking us to apply that to our new ministries. particularly the ministries which have been established by YouTube and similar online platforms. And in these structures, God, of course, is the head of the church and stays the head of the church, which means 
we need to be finding the time to go and fill our cup at the foot of the foot of the cross sorry with with the lord and then bringing that back to feed the minute to the people in our in our ministries and of course at the same time teaching them to do the same thing um, the lord delegates responsibility to us and we in turn are required to delegate responsibility to people of good character so nobody carries more than they can bear so there's really that image of break god we we need the awareness that the lord in calling us as individuals has even though we might not have a very clear awareness of one another has delegated responsibility over groups to each of us and we need to be delegating to um breaking up our flocks into groups and delegating people to look over those after those flocks and I'm just getting an insight now that the size of those flocks may well relate to um, the stage of spiritual development perhaps that different people are at because that may impact the amount of time, the, the uh, so to speak, teacher-student ratios and those sorts of things that are required for different groups. Now, if delegating authority fills you with trepidation, do remember that God is in control. Anytime that we start to think that we need to keep things under control, we've forgotten who really is in control. So uh, the safest thing to do is to hand it over to God and trust him. If God had not delegated authority to you, then the ministry that you're overseeing wouldn't exist. Jesus is the head of the church, not any of us. Now I'm going to talk more about the structure of the church as it's described in the Bible um, in subsequent podcasts. But for now, I think it's safe to say that the Lord is instructing us that it's time to start to collaborate and delegate so that instead of burning out, your flock is able to increase and flourish. But stop for a moment. The people who hold key roles in our ministries can powerfully influence its integrity one way or another. It would have taken time and preparation for Moses to establish the judges. He would have sought God's wisdom. He would have found out who was willing to serve, checked them for good character, perhaps tested them. Um, on that note, 1 Timothy chapter 3 offers some wisdom on selecting people for these sorts of roles. Moses would have needed to know what skills people have, who had time to help, what expectations they had of what the role involved, what support they would need and what their people skills were like. He would have had a framework and a set of guidelines for them to follow and avenues for grievances and support for people in leadership positions. When God first mentions his plans, we can be tempted to rush in and make it happen when we're actually meant to enter a period of preparation. So I encourage you to embrace this season as one which will ensure the integrity of your future ministry. Consider implementing trial periods for the people who take on roles. I believe that one of the first steps the Lord wants us to take would be to put out an invitation for expressions of interest and take an inventory of the resources your flock has to offer. I really feel that that inventory idea is something the Lord is suggesting. Some of the roles, so some of the things, the resources that you could be considering are the roles that people are drawn to, their experiences and qualifications, their dreams and aspirations. 
spiritual gifts that your members are operating in already or that have been prophesied over them, any mantles that have been received and any specific guidance that they've had that they've received in any way regarding their calling. And I'm just, as I speak, receiving an insight that one of the reasons that the Lord talks about um, breaking people into groups is that it relates to the gifting. So if we think about um, learning through apprenticeship where people are learning by doing alongside the skilled master rather than a, a school type situation where there is a teacher out the front talking, what we find is that people with particular giftings, with experience in those giftings, who have also had time to develop character and learn about the pitfalls that can happen to people as they learn to steward those gifts, um, can then be mentoring and leading the people who are just learning to use those gifts. And that may include people who have been, that it's been confirmed prophetically that they have that a calling to have to operate in that gift but aren't experiencing it yet there's also um, an impartation or an anointing that occurs um, spontaneously when a number of people get together um, with the intention of learning and operating in, in specific gifts now it's reasonable to expect that you will need to use your discernment so take your time and discern the true heart of those you enlist for support in these these times which already come with their you know external pressures let alone the fact that it is it's for many of us we've never experienced being in the middle of setting something like this up and again this is why it's important to remember that God's in charge here and to go on and look at one of those scriptures that I mentioned the one where they're building the sanctuary that will set your heart to rest now your own and your own faith and the people who are working with you, their faith and trust in God is going to be paramount. Think about the story of the spies going into Canaan. That and reread it if you need to. I don't have the scriptural reference for that, but that just shows just how crucial coming from a place of faith in God is. And if we're coming from that place of faith, I do believe that God's calling for people to be coming from a place of faith that comes from a place of intimacy with him. I don't believe there's a substitute for that. So what are you waiting for? Some of your flock are just waiting for an invitation to share their talents and put them to use for the benefit of the kingdom. But do be aware that the enemy is also going to try to use this time for his purposes. So be bold and keep standing in the strength of the Lord God Almighty. Trust that God is equipping your ministry as a whole. He started it and he will finish it. So I pray that this blesses you. Do go ahead and subscribe, share. Um, I just want to pray for a moment. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father in Jesus' name, I just pray for your blessings, for your ministries above all, Lord, that your purposes are alive and well lord i just thank you for everything that is established in the spiritual lord before it is even manifested on the earth lord i thank you god that even where we think that we've been clever and we've designed things um, 
for you as a favor for you lord that you had your hand in this all along lord and that you will provide lord and that as long as we are seeking you seeking your purposes in our lives and your instruction and your guidance lord with humble hearts lord with a desire to serve lord because for your your leaders lord are leaders who serve after after our king lord Lord, I just thank you for humble hearts and minds, Lord, that are open to your guidance, Lord, and willing to do your bidding, Lord. I just want to acknowledge the hard work that and effort that people have done, that's gone into people's ministries, Lord, and their subservience to you, their faithfulness, Lord, that they're holding the faith, Lord, that even in difficult circumstances and times of trial, Lord, they are serving other people, Lord, who aren't even aware of the things that they're going through. So I just, yeah, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the people who are feeding your flocks, Lord. I thank you, God, for your grace that flows as we serve the people in your kingdom, Lord. And I just want to acknowledge, I thank you um, that you are showing me that we are going to have people coming into our ministries that are unexpected that don't look like the sorts of people that we expect to have coming in lord and i know that your heart is for every person lord and that even the people who are going to perish lord you do have a heart for them even though they don't know you lord and their their hearts are hard and and darkened lord so i just thank you lord and ask you to open our hearts lord to receive these people into our ministries and love them lord with with the father's heart in Jesus' name I pray and I just pray for your blessings over each of these ministries, Lord, and may their integrity hold true to the end and your purposes, Lord, be sound in them at all times and any inequities in the hearts of those who would interfere with these ministries be exposed to the earliest possible opportunities. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs>